Hello and welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a website called ManifestSimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What are we doing today then, Mick? So today we are looking at Lego in Syria, relationships and how to keep them healthy, and clean bums. Why is that on here? (laughs) (laughs) Clean bums, man. Why is clean bums? We'll find out later on. Find out. We'll discuss it. We're gonna discuss clean bums later. Okay. Well, yeah. That's. I mean, you have a dog and I have two kids, so it makes complete sense. So before we go any further, Mick, the formatted question. Yeah. What is something that made you extremely angry this week? Extremely angry. Um, but so, I mean, you may not have had to be seething, but at least quite. Yeah, like really pissed me off. off. Yeah, okay, really. So, where I live, uh, I just moved a um, couple of weeks before Christmas, um, and I'm just settling into this new place where we are. Where we are currently recording, we're in my kitchen. Ha ha! Hello, kitchen. <laughs> kitchen. Um, and if you look out this window, Craig, and you look down there, that is yeah. Careful. Okay. That is a tea room. Okay. Owned by the people who live below me. Okay. Um, they had a like, really nice um, tiled sign on the wall outside. And uh, just four, days, four or five days ago, there was a lot of kids who were playing outside the front. My car was there, and I was changing Ezra into his pajamas to put him to bed. And I went and looked out of the window to see what was going on because there was a lot of loud noise. And they were all climbing up the wall and messing around in the car park that's over the road. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them climbed up the sign, ripped it off the wall, lobbed it against the wall, and then all four of them ran off. And I'm guessing it shattered. No, it didn't, which oh. is good. So I ran out and I grabbed it and I brought it inside the house just in case I came back and caused more trouble. Um, but that really made me angry because... I, uh, I only just introduced myself to the guys who run the tea room who live below me and they're super nice and they don't, they don't deserve to be, to have their <laughs> sign ripped off the bloody wall. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you silly kids. You naughty children. You, you rascals. You, you rascals. Yeah. I, I, if I had, um, if I had not had my kids with me, I probably, I probably would have shouted something at them, but, uh, there were four of them and it was just one of me. Um, and it, worth it comes down to the question of, of whether you can, would you rather fight a hundred chicken-sized horses right, okay. or one horse-sized chicken? One horse-sized chicken. <laughs> it has to be one horse-sized You're chicken. You're not winning either of those battles, bro. No, but the horse-sized chicken, one target, one thing for me to focus on. But it's the size of a horse. That yeah. chicken could eat you. Mm, if it, it pecks your, your head, it's game over, bro. But, I mean... I'd just run in the... Do- oh, it could Chickens are fast. It could Chickens are fast. Anyway, yeah, that made me really angry. Yeah, I couldn't... Yeah, I can appreciate that. I gave the sign back. I... I, I what are you on about? It's on your wall behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... It's not... He didn't steal the sign. No. I'm lying. It's... They, I gave it back to them. So they've got it back now, which is good. And they appreciated that. Hmm. Of course they did. Massively. Yeah, the guy gave me a free espresso. Oh, Ooh, yeah. we all know how we both love coffee. We're coffee fiends. Coffee fiends. And what, on the flip side of that, Mick, what is something that made you extremely happy, or at least happy this week? Um, so, the uh, Christmas season is gone. Mm-hmm. Some would say hallelujah. Some would, um, I'm, I, I, like quite, I like quite like Christmas. So I don't bit, mind it. I'm a bit like, oh, Christmas. I, get, I mean, I get to go home, I get to see all my family, it's good. 
Luca got loads of Lego for Christmas. That's good. He's into Star Wars Lego. So what we will do is um, we'll put the baby to sleep and he gets to stay up for probably like an hour longer um, or basically until he yawns and then I'm like, right, <laughs> time for bed. He's just um, counting down where you find yawn. Tired yet, Luca? Tired yet. He's like, no, let's go for a run. I'm like, no, you're crazy. Um, no, we did, um, we had an hour with no bed. I mean, the baby's great, but it's cool to have an hour, just me and him. And we sat and we did a Star Wars Lego together, oh, nice. which was cool. We, we were watching, I think we had Harry Potter on, so it was kind of a weird clash of <laughs> fantasy worlds. <laughs> the only thing that would have made it the, if we'd have hit the jackpot was if we were listening to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> You've had the trifecta. Yeah, that's <laughs> the trifecta of, of, uh. Of classic uh, fantasy films, um, so yeah, we did a Star Wars Lego together, and yeah, he, he, he's four, so we need a little bit of help. But it was really nice, kind of just um, yeah, spending some time doing something that's quite fun and something that he's one of those kids that never forgets. Like he's like an elephant. If you're like, we'll do a Lego once the baby's gone to bed. Yeah, he'll have that in his brain. And as soon as the baby goes to bed, Boom, I'll walk back into the room and he'll be there with the Lego in his hand. <laughs> you might have forgotten yeah. because you mentioned it at 10 o'clock that morning. Correct. I for, I've, I, it's not that I was like, oh, I hope he forgets. It's like that, that you're kind of like, if he forgets, that wouldn't be too bad because then we just get to chill and watch TV. Yeah, cool. But I was glad that he did remember because it was really fun. Mm, um, and we have got a, so we've got a load of Lego to do actually. It's one of the. It's an easy thing to buy for a kid. Yeah, of course it is. Four, four year old who's into building stuff, Lego, easy. Um, but uh, my mum got him a Elsa's Frozen Castle. Right. It's like a hundred and sixty pieces or something. I need to admit that I've never seen Frozen. Ooh. So for someone with kids, I would have expected you to have seen Frozen. I have never seen Frozen. So is Elsa the main she's, blonde she's, one? She's the main Let It Go Ooh. blonde one. Let it go. Right. Okay. So you know the song. I know the song. Everyone knows the song. It's the, like, apart from Baby Shark, which needs to go away My sometime God, soon. I love Baby Shark. No. You're what's wrong with the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with Baby Shark. Baby Shark's oh, awesome. It's the worst. But that song was that catchy. I obviously ended up Let it go. I like. Let go. Let go, homies. Um, hey, we're going to talk about Lego. In a minute. Oh my gosh, we're, gonna, we're talking about so much Lego Segways. today. Segways. We're talking about so much Lego today. Segways. Um, so yeah, we, he's got a Lego Elsa's Castle, which is going to be a pain in the bum. To <laughs> How many pieces? Is it's like, yeah, so, I think it's nearly 200 pieces. It's a lot um, of pieces. Built some with like the, the, the starting bit of it with my dad in London. Um, but it's Tupperware up and it's ready to go and that is going to be a mission. But I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. And... If you could give a shout out to anyone, anyone in the world in front of you, who would it be and why? Um, if I could give a shout out to anyone. I mean, there's lots of people doing wonderful things. Um, uh, who would I give a it's shout a tough out one Because you're on the spot, you're like, ah, cool, that person's there. What do you say? Yeah. Um, there's lots of great people who, who are doing wonderful things right now. I would like to give, out, give a shout out to um, Mark. Who is Mark? Which Mark? We know many. From work. Oh, yes. Marky yes. Mark. Marky yes. Mark. I know Marky um, Mark. He does what he wants. 
And he does what's required. He does what's required. <laughs> um, so Mark is um, one yeah. of the kind Mark of high, is... one of the higher ups at the company we work for. I like that. Um, and he is a super down to earth, super chilled guy, but also like really successful in his field. Um, really, really well respected. Um, and I had a conversation with him the other day about the things I wanted to do career wise and how I thought my pro- progression was going and what I kind of saw myself doing. And he said, hey, that's so weird. I've been thinking that stuff for you as well. Um, so it was kind of nice to hear him say that he was kind of like in my corner and he was kind of like backing me up work-wise. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And that guy, that guy let me, let me and Faith stay in his flat in, in his house. Oh, in he Wales. did, yeah. So he, he is a god among men when it comes to me. Um, Do you know he had his canary camera on the entire time you were there and he was videoing the entire thing? Well, he's got that as evidence, just so you're aware. Uh... That may be true. It's not. He turned the camera off because I questioned him. Yeah, I <laughs> I also covered up the camera. <laughs> Did <you> really? <laughs> yeah. Because he literally, I was like, have you got your canary camera on? And he was like, no, look, I've scheduled it to, I left this day, they arrived this day, and it was off until the day they left. And mm. I was like, I didn't know that. You can't just turn it on, Mark. You're showing me this, but you can't just turn it on. I, I didn't know that, so I turned it off because we were watching like TV on the sofa, and you don't want someone watching you while you're watching TV. No, not that Mark's a freak. No, could be. That's weird. He's not. No, he's lovely. No, he's lovely. He's he's like he does what's required. When I when I moved away from home, I was kind of and this is going to sound so lame, but I was kind of looking for a new father figure, yeah. like someone who someone who was going to kind of be a guidance counselor and also be offering advice, but also just be there to be like. Come on, man! You got this. Like, let's do it. Let's yeah, go Mark for is it. Super positive, and he's that guy. He's that guy. And he's like, he's, that. He, he came from he came to us from from another area of the company, and we just embraced him. Yeah. He was just such a nice guy. He's yeah, super he's chill dude. Sick. So much respect for that guy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's just dead down to earth. He's so, good dude. We love so, you, Mark. Yeah, we'll give him a shout out to Mark. Mark, you're a legend. Yeah, we love you, Mark. Um, so talking of Lego, yes, your news story this week interests me. Yes, yeah, so the Lego. Co- I mean, this, this. There are other other brands are of building blocks are available. Name another brand of building building block. Meccano. Okay. I, oh, Nice. I was gonna. I was thinking you were gonna say Duplo. I nearly said Breeze Blocks, but then I realised <laughs> that they're just, they're literally building. <laughs> That's actually for real building. Um, I thought you were going to say Duplo, and then I was going to cut your legs out and tell you that it's owned by the Lego company anyway. No, it did not say Duplo. Okay, so, so Meccano's a good one. What about Connects? I mean, we can edit this, and I can say Duplo if you prefer it's that fine. conversation. What about Connects? Did you ever use Connects? Are they the magnetic ones? No, what are they called? They had like little balls on yeah. them. Yeah. They used to didn't they? Um, if you know what those are called... Please um, write in. Uh... Hit us up on Instagram and tell us what they're called at Manifest. Because I'm literally not sitting here googling balls, like, like <laughs> magnetic, magnetic balls. balls, magnetic ball building things, for, ma- magnetic balls for kids. In fact, I'm actually gonna Google that and see what comes up. Magnetic, magnetic ball building things. And yeah, what are they called? Building magnetic ball building set. Oh, Geomag Building Toy. Yeah, Geomag. Ravensburger Gravy Tracks. There's loads of companies. Like, dude, the magnetic com- stick stack, strong, colourful, magnet, magnet, M-A-G-N-I-T. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's not a thing. So someone needs to tell us what they are. Yeah, I, I remember they come in different colours and the balls are silver. 
And yes. You can, now on the advert, the guy makes it and then spins the like rhombus. It's like, yeah, it's like a triangle or something he does. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down, I'm down. Anyway, anyway, anyway. The Lego company um, gave Sesame Street, who run a charity arm of their company. With my man Big Bird and Elmo man and like Big Oscar Bird. the Grouch. Yeah. Elmo, Elmo doesn't wear a shit. <laughs> What is it? Have you seen it? That was the, that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen his interview with Ricky Gervais? Oh, no. You should watch it. So, um, so Lego gave Sesame Street charity a hundred million dollars to help children displaced by conflicts in Rohingya and Syria. So basically, obviously, like the, there's conflicts going on all over the world um, in, these, in these two places, in, and I think particularly in Syria. Um, there's lots of families and, and, and kids who are displaced and out of their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lego noticed that um, because these people are, and these children are out of the kind of school environment and learning environment, they're missing out on like vital play and learning opportunities. So they gave um, 100 million to help do that. Um, so... Just a few facts on displacement. Displacement lasts, on average, 10 years before children will settle somewhere new. Of, six, of the 68.5 million people displaced worldwide, 25 million of those are children. 25 wow. million children who don't have like a, like a home home. That's insane. That's I mean, crazy. I remember watching this, this documentary once about this kid that moved. It was like a school in Manchester, and this kid moved over, like barely spoke English at all. Mm. He'd moved over, I'm sure, from somewhere close to or Syria itself. And then just joined this school, and him and this kid just made friends. And like, yeah, he yeah. was he was under eighteen, like, and he had yeah, to so, join school in a new so country. So half of that twenty five million are under eighteen. That's insane. That is, cr- I mean, what a childhood. Come on, yeah, it's not cool. But anyway, Lego are doing something cool to kind of help kids learn. Um, and then the new program that this money will go to fund will use animated and non-verbal formats to address the needs of displaced children, no matter where they live or what language they speak. Lego. Translates into every la- every language. Everyone knows how to make Lego. Yeah, even you kids don't. Lego, they build something. Yeah, you build it. something. You build a house, or you used to make guns, but you shouldn't make those when dealing no, with yeah. that. So, no weapons is not good. I mean, early signs of uh, craziness. <laughs> or also, <laughs> or these violence. kids these kids will come from war torn countries. Yeah, so no, it's not yeah, a good no, thing to I'll, be doing. Yeah, I would yeah. go down that path. Should yeah. have gone down that path. No, you shouldn't have. Um, stay away from guns, kids. Yeah, stay in school. Stay in school, <laughs> and, and 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 be thankful that you have a school. If you've got a school, you are probably in the top 1% children in the world. Do drugs, not guns. But, I mean, if, if given the choice, don't do either. Prescription drugs only. Like <laughs> yeah. cowpaw. Paracetamol. But don't overdose. Ibuprofen. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty sick. Lego, yeah, I mean, Lego and Sesame Street doing stuff with money to help people. I think that's really cool because Lego is amazing. Like, you can... Me and my friend, my, my friend Paul... His mum and dad always used to buy him Lego at Christmas. Oh my god, so good. He literally got like a Death Star. Oh! And he got the, um, oh, what was it called? The Destroyer, the Star Destroyer? Oh. He got that, we built that together over, right, over like a series of sessions. playtime sessions. So they were like at that, at that age. And we, we built it, and he, obviously it stayed at his house, but I really enjoyed building that. Yeah, with yeah. Him. I think part of the enjoyment of Lego is that you're kind of, you're, you're seeing it. You're seeing it become the thing that it looks like on the box, and yeah. you're like, during the process, you're like, "Oh, this is the this is the wing, or this is the oh, this bit folds out. How's that gonna like the, the fold out bits are the best because so then you're sick. like, I know what's in there. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Boop, fold yeah. it out and you're like, so good. hidden stormtrooper. Yeah, boom, bang. Yeah, it's so like Lego is kind of. I feel like 
I feel like there should be some sort of like new age therapy where all you do is talk about your problems and make things with Lego at the same time. Yeah, totally. I, that's got to be a thing. Let's. That's got. And to if be it's a not thing. Manifest Simplicity's new new project, <laughs> Lego therapy. Lego therapy. Um, so, so listen. So legotherapy.com, um, patent pending. If someone wants to, <laughs> someone wants to try that, they can't because this podcast came out before you thought about it. Okay, sick. Yeah, what's yours? So I spotted this um, on an article on the Good News subreddit. Uh, feel free, hit it up, check it out. Oh, I love Reddit. Um, and it, it was literally this person had got bored of all the bad news stories of 2018 and she, she was an illustrator herself, I believe, and she'd gone through and um, illustrated quite a few good news stories from the year that people may have missed. Cool. And this one flagged up. I mean, living in England, um, quite close to Scotland, I'm surprised we didn't hear about this, but Scotland are... We're, we're all part of the uh, the British Isles. Exactly. Of Great Britain. Great Britain, everybody. We're the Queen! We're the bloody Queen! Although, oh, no, the Scottish, the Scottish people like the Queen? I don't. If you're Scottish and you like the Queen, um, send us a message on Instagram. If you're Scottish and you don't like the Queen... Also send us a message, yeah. because I'm... Send away. I mean, we want to know. Tell us. And, and is, is the best thing in Scotland deep-fried Mars bars? Talk. Deep-fried anything. Um, so, I mean, Scotland are the first country in the world to provide free sanitary to items to, to women uh, in low-income houses and students. That's so sick. I mean, that is cool. Because, I mean, men don't pay a tax. From what I understand, I mean, I may be wrong, so, but men don't pay a tax on, like, raiders and things, but women pay a tax yeah. on sanitary items. Bro, that is like, so crazy. Dude, like, we don't have to shave. Think about how expensive it is to be a woman. Yeah. Even if you, like, even if you don't subscribe to, the, like, the beauty standards and do makeup and things like that, even if you don't do that, it is more definitely... A, more pressure, and B, more expensive to be a woman than it is to be a man. But, I mean, a woman a woman that does subscribe to all that, or an influencer, let's call them, like, and, and, and a YouTube influencer or a YouTube makeup artist or anything, like, they subscribe to all that, they, they look good, you know, they do themselves up. The, the girls that aren't into that and are just like, I'm not bothered about that, that's not for me, it doesn't want to be me, yeah. they, they all go through the same thing. Yeah. They all need those sanitary items. Like, yeah. why should they all pay a tax? Yeah, they're, not, they're, they're, they're paying, it's a part they're of paying life. to have a period. Yeah. What? Like, it's their life. Like, it's not cool. Like, yeah, so that's sick. So Scotland, yeah. Like, I Good don't job, know how, Scotland. I'm not entirely sure how you prove you're a low-income house. Well, it would be, it would be... I know um, how you prove you're a student. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, you you go to a university and you have a student card. Obviously. And you're like, I have, have an NUS or whatever. And you also have no money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you, yeah, and you have hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of debt. Hey! Um, I guess you it's would, school, kids. I guess you would be um, on like housing benefit or you would Potentially, be, yeah, they um, might really like that. On, yeah, like on... Job seekers. Job seekers or something, yeah. So that's pretty easy to prove. Um... But the thing is, um, regardless, it's good. Like, yeah, like it's good. It's, I mean, it's a step in the right direction. And hopefully 100%. other countries in 2019, this year, will start to look at doing the same yeah, thing. I mean, soon. they totally should. That's the way to go. Totally should. I feel like the Nordic countries are all, always leading on these kind of things. They're always... They're, well, they care about their people. They yeah, love their people. They have such um, a good history. They're um, always on the forefront of... Um, Design. Correct. But I was thinking more about um, maternity leave and paternity leave. Oh, okay. Tell me more. So, in the UK, um, I mean, it's been over a year since I had 
paternity leave, but you get, as a man, you get two weeks. Yes. I believe, as a woman, you get a certain amount of your normal salary, and then you get what's called statutory maternity pay, which mm-hmm. is like a government-funded... Not very, it's not very and high. And it's not very much. The standard of living. Not very right? much. So what it means is that because it's so low, women have to go back to work very quickly. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they, they ideally like to take 12 months. Yeah, that's the dream. Well, I think, but, no, but not everyone can afford to go back 12 months after having a kid. Like Andrea from work, she's taken, I think she gets so much full pay, then the, the mandatory pay, and then I think it's like the last three months. So from nine to 12 months, she doesn't get paid. Yeah, because like, that's it. Yeah, so it's um, the the Nordic countries are always leading on that kind of thing. Um, wow, what do they do different? Um, well, I think I think you get paid your normal salary for a year. All oh, right, okay, that's Maybe. pretty smart. Someone hit us that's up. That's good. I mean, you shouldn't be penalised for having a child and developing your life and furthering your Bro, furthering your happiness. Like, that child might might cure cancer. So it says here. Build stuff. In the UK, qualifying dads can take up to two weeks paternity leave. Legally, it should be taken in one week chunks. To qualify for paternity pay, you must earn at least £113 a week before tax. The statutory weekly rate of paternity pay is £140.98 or 90% of your average weekly earnings, whichever is lower. So it's not even like every dad qualifies for this. Like You have yeah. to qualify Quote, yeah, well, quote. I think if you earn too, if you earn too much money, that the government don't give you. No, but it says you have to you you have to learn, uh, earn at least. Oh, okay. So what that is, what that is, is um, because you have to have been contributing to the government in order to qualify for it. Right. So if you're earning money, that means you're paying tax. Okay. And that tax goes towards funding people going on maternity and paternity. Yeah. So it says here, so maternity leave for women. Uh, mums receive up to 52 weeks maternity leave up to mm-hmm. of which the first six weeks must be paid at 90% of the salary and yeah. the remaining 33 weeks at a minimum statutory rate yeah so yeah that's crazy yeah that's absolutely crazy so having a child and be oh it actually says here on this article I've got in the Nordic countries well paid parental leave forms the majority of the leave available to parents and a significant proportion of it is earmarked specifically for dads in the form of a Daddy quota, quote unquote. Yeah. Sweden has this increased to 90 days. Bro, Sweden are that killing it. Last crazy. podcast, we were talking about Sweden and electric roads. Sweden are all over maternity and paternity leave as well. Scotland, good job. Scotland, yeah, you. Scotland, are you listening? Scotland, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Put the caber down. Uh-huh, listen. Good job. You're killing it. You're doing well. You're, you're doing a really you're good doing, job. You're, you're way above. You're nailing where it. We are. Um, Literally, and... In the sense of doing good things. You're doing good stuff. Um, so today we're talking about relationships. Uh, big one. Big, 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 big one. This is one of my, one of my favorite things I've written um, for the site. Um, and it will be live now. If you want to go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash relationships. This is up there for you to read. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, but this is just a small snippet of um, this essay about um, how to cultivate healthy relationships and how to maintain them long term. So I, who, I, I like this one because, sorry, just before you start, uh-huh. a lot of people think relationships are just romantic relationships, but we have relationships every day. All That's time. it, bro. This, this, actually, this actually is more about um, friendships than it is about long term yeah. romantic relationships. The beginning of this essay 
starts out with me talking through the kind of different dynamics I have with my best friends. So my friend, my best friend Cameron from home, who I, who's been my best friend since I was like 11, um, he, we met running cross country together. We would then meet up and play Halo and mess around over the course of the weekend, train together um, and do kind of like normal teenage growing up stuff. Yeah. But he works really hard. I'm up here living 250 miles away. We don't see each other all the time, but our dynamic is different. When we come back together, it's like we've not, not been apart. Yeah. So that's one type of relationship. I have lots of those. I have also people who, on a, who I will check in with on a regular basis. My friend Sid, I ring him every once in a while just to make sure he's okay because we're in similar, similar kind of life situations. Yeah, yeah. So all of those, there's loads of different types of relationships. Um, and this is more um, to do with kind of the kind of friendship end than it is to do with um, kind of romantic relationships. But all of this stuff still applies to romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. So you've been with Jenna for how long? Uh, almost five years. Whoa! And is your dynamic different now than it was when you first got together? I'd say so, yeah. I mean... You didn't live together straight away. We didn't live together straight away. There was a situation that happened uh, the house I was living in got burgled and Jenna was like dead caring and she was like, I don't want you staying there. I want you to come and live with me. Mm -hmm. And she only lived like five minutes down the road, ten minutes down the road uh, on the bus. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, cool. I'm down for that. So got my stuff, never stayed in that house again, went to stay back to Jenna's uh, and we sort of forcibly moved in with each other then and then we decided to get she was living with her friends at the time and then we ended up getting a place together and uh, we got a flat in town and uh, jenna had never lived in town i had picked a nice flat yeah and is that where you're still living now no we've moved now we've got the the new flat um she'd been to yeah um, we bought, where your flat is so sick we bought that last november okay so, yeah nice happy with that fully furnished dead happy with it got the dog yeah <laughs> the dog. great and how does the dog fit into your relationship is it like a, third, like a third wheel? Do you take him out on dates? No, he's more like a child. <laughs> <laughs> it upsets me to say it, but he's definitely more like a child because he's like, we just, we, we talk to him like a child. We, we, cause we, we've never really had anything else. We, I mean, we're not planning on having kids anytime soon yet, anything like that. So like we treat him like a child. We're both quite loving, caring people as well. So like we just, we want to do everything for him, look after him. Make sure he's happy. It's definitely. Like, I think it's definitely good training for having a kid. We've both we've both said exactly that. Like, if we're this good with the dog, we're obviously going to be great. But we don't want to be too soft. Yeah. So, but I think that's part of part of like I've I've been a dad for nearly five years now, and part of it is knowing where that line is for firm kind of guidance. Mm. Um. It's very e- and and it's very easy, um, in my situation, for one of us parents to become the Disneyland parent, where oh, okay. you get whatever you want all the time. Yeah. Um, but we're working very hard to both be kind of firm, fair, and um, kind of yeah, understanding of the situation and how it affects the kids. Um, so. Yeah, the fur, the kind of yeah, is about being tough, but also kind of in a fair way where it's kind of you completely understand the, the, this kid is going through the craziness. Yeah, with a child as well. Like, I mean, just, it just popped into my head then. But 
Ezra and Luke will have so many different influences in their life, both from school and other areas and nursery and things like that. Mm. Whereas Otis doesn't, he literally just has us. Yeah. So, I mean, we're... Does he go to dog nurseries, I think? No, he's never. But we, Jenna wants to start. She met this dog walker, a really cool girl. She met this girl out walking dogs in, the, sort of in Manchester. Um, and she's got her number now and stuff and wants to start sending him there. Like, if we're away... Like, if we're both at work for a long time in the mm-hmm. day, like, she wants to send him there so we can play and have good times. Yeah, and I think, I think when it comes to relationships, it's about, there's, a, there's something to be said for having a lot of variety, but there's also something to be said for being very careful uh, with who you choose to spend all your time with. Um, one of the quotes that I love from um, uh, Josh and Ryan from The Minimalists is, Josh says this thing about, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. And okay. it's, it's, you can't change the people you're hanging out with. There's no way for you to say, look, I would really like it if you were a bit more outgoing. I would really like it if you were a bit more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I would really like it if you were a bit more caring. You can't change those people. Um, and if they're detrimental to your health and your ongoing development, can't change those people, but you can change the people around you. And you can change who you spend your time with. That's something that you do have control over. Um, and yeah, definitely for kids and for, and, and to a certain extent for the dog as well, you've got to be careful where you, uh, where you choose to spend that time. Um, so let's read this, this essay and then we'll talk about a little bit more about it. So it starts out with that quote, in fact, so that's nice. Um, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Relationships are a funny thing to navigate. When people arrive at these metaphorical junctions with their own set of ideals, plans, histories, and outlooks, they build trust, share common interests, and create a space where understanding and tolerance are at the forefront. I have very few good friends. I can probably count on one hand the people who would, and have, gone out of their way to make sure they stay in touch, maintain a connection, and keep up with what's going on in my life. And then there's a lot of stuff about kind of those people and the way that we've, we've kind of maintained those relationships. And it, I think it comes down to these four rules. So in order to maintain healthy relationships, we must invest our greatest assets, our time and our attention. By spending our time and giving our undivided attention, we create the perfect conditions for lasting, meaningful connections to be formed and developed. Two. Be willing to walk away and be walked away from. If we are always assessing our effectiveness as relationshippers, we allow fewer opportunities for relationship breakdown. Also, we'll be better at our jobs as friends, romantic partners, and life co-conspirators if we are always giving our best. Three, commit to a few because fewer people equals deeper connection. If we can limit the amount of people we commit to, we ensure stronger connections. Instead of holding 10 people by one finger each, we should hold two people by the hand. Four, not be bound by proximity. Close doesn't mean close. In the pursuit of connection, we have developed past the need for immediate physical proximity. If we find joy and commitment in someone on the other side of the world, It will mean harder work, but it is possible to maintain. Do you have any friends who you don't see all the time? Um, No, not really. I mean, the the last one hits home a little bit because I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17. 
Okay. Left college, did freelance, and my dad had like a trust saved up for me. You know, you'd normally use for like driving lessons, things like that. And I said, look, use that for rent. I will move out. I want to do this. And he was like, cool, that's fine. So I did that and I, I moved into this amazing house with an absolutely outstanding group of people. We had Lydia, who was the sort of house manager for the, for the landlord while he wasn't there. She was this amazing cook, very well-traveled, loads of ideas on things and like always experimenting with food. There was John from Stoke who was... Uh, Shout out Stoke. If you're from Stoke, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was a I've traveled all the way from Stoke. <laughs> He was uh, a vegetarian. He was he was cool. Um, he was then followed by there was Kanchan from India, uh, who was incredible. There was Khalid, who also lived with uh, upstairs with him, and then there was uh, uh, oh, it's gonna oh he's gonna kill me. He's absolutely gonna kill me. There was another lad from Cameroon whose name completely escapes me. Chanlin. Yes. He was from Cameroon. Sick. Uh, and he cooked the most amazing garlic chicken and rice. It was incredible. Great footballing nation, Cameroon. Um, and they taught me. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm 17 at the time, almost 18. And they taught me. Like, John got me out on the social scene for my 18th. Like, he got me around the, all the student areas with his friends, getting out, having a drink. You know, I had a good time. I wasn't away yeah, from home. Coming out of the show a little bit. Yeah, and... Um, Khan Chen taught me how uh, helped me to cook, and I taught him things from over here because he he was teaching me things about India and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, and like you, it sounds like you 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 travelled inside your own I house. Did, yeah, I totally did. Like, <laughs> all the things you're explaining, like I got more social, <laughs> I learned more about kind of food and what I liked and my taste. It's and like my I went to all these. It's places. like you went to all those countries. And learned loads of amazing things and then came back. But in fact, it all happened well, in one well, house. Well, taught me how to cook the garlic chicken and rice, but he also played video games with me and stuff and like did things that yeah. were annoying, like some 18, 17-year-olds would still do. Like, and yeah. he, was, he was about 35, 40 plus. Oh, okay. And he was just chilling with me, playing these. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we had a good dynamic in the house. So we, we, Lydia started making us do like cooking nights every Wednesday. And, yeah. But I mean, I don't see those people as much anymore. But right. it doesn't mean that they're not up in my mind like I still think about them every now and again like something yeah. will remind me of Chandler and I'm like I hope he's doing well yeah like, you ever he, check in with these people I, I, I don't have touch with them anymore like, I don't keep in touch like I know John was potentially and still is living in South Korea teaching whoa teaching English I think he was teaching okay nice um, and that's cool Chandler moved to Miami to finish studies uh, okay. And Kanchan moved back to India and got married. Whoa, good yeah. lad. Um, Khalid, from what I remember, moved down south to work for Boots Head Office. Okay, nice. Uh, so I don't know if he still does that or whether he's doing something else, but yeah. I think he was in like IT potentially. Get in touch with us if you want Boots discount. We'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't really... Lydia, I think Lydia eventually ended up moving out and she moved back away with her girlfriend at the time and I'm not entirely sure what she does now but she might still be in Manchester but yeah, yeah. yeah it was so cool like we they all I owe those people so much because they, they helped me become such a, yeah. a less nervous person a more relaxed and social person and so I'm going to set you a challenge those people seem, seem like they've had like a pretty big effect on you yeah huge um, and this was 10 years ago and I still think about these people okay so between now and the next podcast getting released I would like you to at least attempt to get in touch with them. Okay. 
Yeah. 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 So so going off off this off point number four, close doesn't mean close. Those guys have kind of had a big effect on you. Um, even though if they even though they're all over the world, get in touch with them and and let them know that you're thinking about them. And I mean, they name, I still know their name, so it should be. You too can track you can track them down. There's always hard. a way to do it. Um, my my the thing that I was always interested in about this topic is the is point number two, which is be be willing to walk away and be walked away from. This is the kind of um, this is the kind of thing that uh, fascinates me about kind of modern relationships is that. Um, my my parents have a relationship that's kind of um, I mean it's not they love each other and they 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 um, kind of have they have four kids together and they've spent their lives the last like thirty years together whatever um, but they they don't spend a massive amount of time together okay. Uh, my mum comes home from work and has mark. She's a teacher, so she's got loads of marking to do. My dad's traveling all over the world doing sound for TV. Um, and when he comes home, he just wants to sit and chill. And they don't really spend that much time together, um, which you completely understand. Yeah, yeah, um, they have course. kind of very different personalities, um, different upbringings, um, but they still have to put in effort with each other. Mm-hmm. They, it's not as if that stuff goes away. But I think what's what's interesting about more modern relationships is that at any because because we're because everything is so easily accessible, you have to make massive effort in order to keep things going. And what's really what I like about the kind of modern relationship kind of dynamic is that you you can be willing to walk away, but you should also be willing to be walked away from. So right. if, if you're not putting your weight, I am gonna walk away because you're not you're not providing me with what, no value with what I require in this relationship. There's no value from it, so why Correct. You're, why continue to not it sounds terrible, but why continue to waste to put the effort in yeah. when you're not getting that back? Correct. You, you want it has to be a two way relationship. Correct. It has to be. So because it has to be a two-way relationship, that rule has to apply in both directions. So not only if you're not giving me what I need and you're not pulling your weight in this relationship, I'm going to walk away. Also, if I'm not pulling my weight in this relationship, I expect you to walk away. Yes, okay. Yeah, if, I, if, if, if you're not giving me the things that we've communicated with each other about, you're not giving me the space I need, you're not respecting my boundaries, you're not understanding my situation, then I have license to say, look, um, although this is great, you're not doing A, B, A, B, and C, therefore I need to move on. Equally, if you're in a situation where you're not providing that value to the other person, um, you're not respecting their boundaries, you're not giving them the time and space they need to grow individually, you're not doing the things they require of you, you should also be willing to be walked away from. And what that does is it makes um, the relationship, um, you're you're more committed to it because you know you have something to lose. Yeah. You're like, if I don't do the things I've said I'm going to do, I'm going to lose this. Not only if they don't do what, you're not watching for them to do things wrong because you're, you're more concerned with making sure you're providing them with value. 
you're providing something to, to them that they're not getting anywhere else. Yeah. I think that's what's really amazing about kind of about this topic and about relationships now. Um, if you're always assessing how effective you're being and you're always communicating, I mean, communication is massive. Mm. I, what, what me and Faith will do is on a regular basis, we'll turn off all the stuff, we'll sit down and we'll say, are you getting all the things you need? What can I be doing better? What do you need me to, to, to work on in order for this to work long term? I've never, ever had a relationship like that before where communication has been so candid and so grown up that it's bound to work. That's Previously, good. it would be, in, in my life, in, in, in my life in particular, would be text conversations, um, talking to f- friends about friends. Um, and then you kind of, you never have a normal conversation with someone about your relationship because it was kind of like a weird... Well, some people get scared of them. Yeah, it's like... They don't want the rejection and it's just, it's a natural human thing. You don't want the other person to get, which some people will, defensive. Yeah. It's like, you know, giving someone some some negative feedback. You're like, oh, you know, that actually hurt. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't mean it. You know, people naturally can get defensive. Yeah. But... I completely get that. I've got a relationship with a friend quite similar and we don't always speak. That friend helped me massively, uh, more than I think he knows he did. And I still, every now and again, make the effort. He's just had a kid, so I'm totally like leaving him to it for now. I'll text him in the new year and be like, I need to come around, see you, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I totally have that with him. But we can, we, you know, we can just pick up every now and again and be like, oh, cool. How's it going? Yeah, you know, yeah I'm good. Um, but if but, but if, I, I don't put the effort in all the time because I respect his boundaries well correct. in his new relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. his new house that he's got, his new baby, like he's got all this stuff going on. I don't want to be popping up out of the blue and be like, hey dude, how's it going? Like, yeah, like situations change. Like uh, over Christmas, I took the boys home for Christmas. Yes. And that faith has to under or, or anyone, I mean any relationship I'm in, any friendship, I'm not going to be able to spend as much time with you over the course of the next two weeks because I'm busy doing X, Y, and Z. Boys come first. Exactly. I mean, and even, and that works for any other relationship. Works for work. It works for, I'm not going to be able to help you with this piece of training because I'm working on this or I'm going to be off doing this or like, and all that comes down to is communication. And honesty. And honesty, massive, yeah. So we've we've always spoken, I'm, I'm a massive proponent of not only being as honest as is possible, but also when I say as as is possible, I don't mean hide some things in order to get what you want. Well, then you feel terrible. Yeah, I think what it what it is is instead of hiding things to get what you want, what I'm talking about is be as honest as you can be without being mean, without hurting that person. Yeah, you don't want to be straight savage. You Correct. Be... Yeah, there's 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 always there's always time for tact. How do you want to be told that? Correct. Exactly. Someone was disappointing you, or you yeah. weren't happy with something, or you were happy with something. How, yeah. how do you want someone to tell you? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's 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 a super interesting point to think about. Not only not only thinking in a in a me sense, but a we sense, and I think. And another interesting analogy is to think about what have you added to the us, the us pile recently? You've added a lot to the me pile. I'm going to run. I'm going to write. I'm going to spend time with my boys. I'm going to do things for me. Mm-hmm. What, and you're going to do things for you equally. What have, in your relationship, romantic or not, 
what have you added to the pile that benefits both of us? What, ha- what have you done for yeah. both of us in the last week, in the last 24 hours? And if you're struggling to think about those things, you need to prioritize. I mean, it could even be something small, like helping, like Jenna's parents came around this morning. So before work, I was helping like take the bins out. Like she walked the dog. I got everything ready in my flat. She had to do like a few small bits, but yeah. it just made her life a bit easier. And, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It, she recognised I did that and thanked me for it. Yeah. So. And it do, it doesn't. And it's almost as if that stuff doesn't doesn't benefit you. Factor one, but it benefits you in the long term because you then have a gratitude relationship with Jenna, and she can say thanks so much for doing that. It made my parents coming around much easier, mm. and comes down to honesty adding stuff to the pile that benefits both of you and communicating about it. Mm. If she hadn't, did she ask you to do those things? No. No. Okay, so you... I, I went to empty the bin. She was like, oh, don't worry, I'll do it later. And I was like, no, I don't mind. It, it's heavy. I'll do it now. Okay, so there's, there's... Part of that is you being a good partner and the other... The flip side to it... Well, not the flip side, but the other option would be if she said, look, it will be really, really helpful for me if you could take out the bins and walk the dog because I've got the parents coming around and I want to do this, this and this before they get here. Mm-hmm. If you, then, then that's an honest conversation, and you can say, "Cool," and you know you're helping her out because she's asked you to do it. Yeah. That's the bit that I think some people are scared of: is that they, they, some people are scared the other person will, I think, say no. Yeah, and if they do say no, if they don't give you a reason why, you need to question that and be like, "Well." Yeah. Do, do they not want to do it to help me or do they not want to, you know, there's always got to be a reason. If that person says, oh, well, I can't because I plan to do this, this and before work and I need to do that. Cool. Totally understand that. Completely yeah. get that. Yeah. Whereas if they're just like, no, don't want to. Why? Like, why are you, why are you just dismissing that? Why don't you, why don't yeah. you want to help that person? And I think that's where the honest, then converse, on, yeah, honest I, conversation comes in. I think the communication thing, the, the thing that helps is that how did I know to help you if you didn't tell me to help you? If you didn't say, if she hadn't previously, so maybe you had a previous, a point, uh, uh, a previous visit from the parents where Jenna was like, next time, can you make sure you help me with this and this? It, that is the honest conversation you have that I think some people, like, the reason people get disappointed in relationships is because they're not getting what they want. And they're not getting fed in the way they'd like to be fed. But are they asking? But they are they asking for it? That's the question. Are you are you actively telling the not telling the other person, but letting the other person know that you're not getting what you want, or you're not getting what you need in order to grow, in order for this to be a healthy relationship? And I think that's really important. Um, if you do want to catch the rest of this essay, it's a pretty long one. It's one of the longer ones on the on the site right now. If you do want to catch the rest of this manifestsimplicity.com forward slash relationships. It's all up there. If you've got any ideas on it, if you've got any notes, you want to kind of give us a little bit of feedback on it, please do give us a shout on the hello page. You can leave us a comment. You can give us an email and we will kind of take it on as a consideration, even get back to you if we've got time. Um, and we'd love to discuss this stuff with you. So uh, yeah, please get in touch. Uh, manifestsimplicity.com forward slash relationships. Mick. Yes. It's Ask Reddit time. Yes! Love Ask Reddit time. Yes. So, um, off, so the, off the back of relationships um, and healthy relationships. I like this question. This I is, like that you found this. This is a good one, right? Like, was it a recent post or did you have Pretty recent. Pretty recent. It's the last, probably the last two months, I think. I All right, okay. Um, okay. But I did, I did do a search and then picked stuff from the last kind of six months. Okay. And that, this was quite near the top. Like so, it. what's a relationship deal breaker to you that may seem insignificant to other people? Mine... 
Oh my days. I have I have had situations where people will chew with their mouths open. Can't stand it. Oh gosh. Cannot. Clinking their spoons on their teeth. It irritates me. Can't. That one not so much, but the chewing with your mouth open. Just bad. I think it's just bad manners in general. It's just, why are you so, why? If I can hear you, you can surely hear yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> not always. You'd think that, right? That's probably the easy out, but that's not always the case. But, it's, I mean, people that chew chewing gum. Oh, with them, with, you know, with their mouth wide open. Like, don't. I don't. You're not a major league baseball player. There's no need. Yeah, and you don't need to spit it out afterwards like oh. chewing tobacco. It's just not a thing. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. Just bad manners in general. If you can't, um, if you can't operate a knife and fork to a significant level, no chance. I've never really experienced this too often. People that scrape their knife and fork on their mouth. I mean, I'm aware when I do it accidentally. You know when you're in a yogurt and you accidentally click it on your teeth? Yeah. I, could end your, I could end your life. <laughs> I, don't, I can't ever say that I've noticed I've done it, but... Now you will. I will now. Next yeah, time nice. you hear someone click a spoon on their teeth, you'll know. But I think, like, even the way you hold a knife and fork and even the way you operate one, it says something about your character and your level of commitment to learning a skill that I think is a deal breaker if you don't know how to do it. There was a guy, you remind me, there's a guy that used to work with us, uh, Big JT. He used to eat, he'd have his plate of food in front of him and he'd eat like he was in prison, like he was defending the plate <laughs> with his knife and fork. And he'd, he'd be like this. Like it's shoveling, shoveling it in, shoveling it in with his with, knife, with right angle arms in front of his face. P- pretty much, yeah. it's almost exactly that. And yeah. like oh, he God. was absolutely sound, but the way it, I always picked up on the way he ate because it looked like he was defending that plate with his life. That's so sick. Um, but I, I know exactly what you mean now. I mean, I don't imagine the shovel would ever have hit his teeth. The shoves his teeth, bro. The, the spoon on the teeth. But that, no, I hate that. My siblings know I like, know I dislike it that much. They do it more. That often. they will just, yeah, they'll yeah. be like, hey, Mick, look, ding a ding a ding a ding on the <laughs> teeth, bro. It pisses me off so much. Um, could you, could you, could you see yourself with a? So say, say, God forbid, Jenna doesn't exist. <gasps> Sad times. What is this world I'm in now? I don't like it. Um, Does Otis still exist? Otis is still there. Boom. there could, th- that's all right then. Well, not not totally. <laughs> Still love you, Jenna. Um, could you see yourself with a maximalist, someone who just no has a shopping no. habit and can't can't do it? Like someone for someone like me who's new to minimalism but practicing it. I mean, Jenna's not a maximalist, but she buys things. It's cool. I'm fine with it. It's whatever. I'm not forcing minimalism upon her, but I can't deal with someone that just goes buys 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 for no reason. Yeah, like. You, there's only so much space like you've got to respect the other person's space like you yeah. can't especially if you're living together you can't just be like cool honey I've bought this here's a thing and I'm just like cool where's that going to go yeah, yeah. Right. What, what space did you imagine this going in yeah and then they're like oh well, I don't know we'll find space and I'm like that is the not, worst if you bought it without thinking about where it goes no time for no, it no bro not, not the one not the one yeah I feel like I've, I'm, I'm getting this new place to a point where I'm pretty happy with the amount, nice. the amount of stuff. Thank you. The amount of stuff that's in here. Um, I I have been debating getting a second chair for my living room. So currently, I just have a single sofa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been debating getting a like a maybe like a like a two and a half or like a one and a half seater, like a big big chair. Yeah. Um, for since I moved in, which is like six weeks ago. Yeah, it's not long. Um, I'm not going to buy one. 
in the immediate future. No, but it's an idea. I've, I've never had a point yet where I've needed a second one. I've not at any point gone, oh, you know what I could do with it? Another chair. Is it, we fit on the sofa. And if not, I've got a really comfortable floor to sit on. Big old floor. Um, so I think it's about... Um, yeah, I think... Like, I can, I can buy stuff. Like, I can, I can buy the heck out of some stuff. But it's about... Justifying it. Yeah, I justifying think. it. Yeah, you've yeah. got it. I think you're right. If you've, if you've not thought about where it's going to go when you buy it, you've got a problem. I mean, mine and Jenna's flat's nice and homely. We've done it up well, but it also got left furnished when we bought it. But we've, we've got it homely. But your, your, like, your, pla- your, your place doesn't feel cluttered. No, it's, it's homely, not as if it's you've tiny. got It's not as if you've got stuff knocking about that. Like, I wouldn't set... When people think of a minimalist home, they think of grey concrete and single chairs in white the corner walls. and white walls, which is some people's version of minimalism. So which, people need to check out Matt Diavella's video, My Minimalist Apartment. Yeah, his house is cool. His house is incredible, but it's well organised, it's homely, it's tidy, it's nice. Yeah. I don't have a picture of The Rock in my house. You need one. Do you have any framed photos of famous people? No. Jenna's mum actually makes me laugh. She's got in her spare bedroom, she's got a photo frame of, uh, you know, you know, you buy those photo frames, like family photo frames from the shop and uh, they come with those pre-made family pictures. Yes. She's left the pre-made no photo <laughs> Well, like, every time I see it and I go around, I'm like, Liz, are you going to change that? Are you going to get rid of that? And she's like, no, I quite like the, the random family. And I'm just like, okay. That's crazy. I mean, it makes me laugh. That's a little bit sociopathic. I feel like she maybe might hunt them down and maybe like adopt them. No, she won't. There's something, there's something <laughs> just weird about that. that. Bro, if you go into TK Maxx and you're knocking out a, you're, <laughs> you're knocking out a picture frame that's got a picture of someone else in it, you're, you, there's a problem there. Yeah, but... I mean, you should, like, put a picture of your dog in it. Take out the picture and just have it blank. I mean, it's the spare room, so it's not on show, but... It's the spare room, so people go in there and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> Who is this? What the hell is going on? <laughs> Who lives on in this bedroom? Okay, so this leads you quite nicely onto your Ask Reddit question for today. Oh, yeah, it does, uh, like, an unintended segue. Almost unintended. It's almost as if someone planned this podcast. Uh, what household item would improve your standard of living but is often overlooked. See, we've both gone for things that are overlooked but um, big big deal breakers I mean, or, I, or game changers. I got some of these answers that I agreed with off um, off the Reddit, Ask Reddit question and the comments. Blackout blinds, huge. Like, Do you think? I mean, maybe not blackout blinds. We've got blackout curtains in ours and I mean, it, wake, it makes waking up in the summer like a lot better. Better. Like, more consistent in the dark. Like, I'm not waking up and not being glared in with loads of light until I open the curtains. Like, see, I think it's good. I see, I'm like the, that. I'm the complete opposite to you. And I, in my bedroom, I don't have any curtains. Yeah, I can get that as well. I think if I lived on my own, maybe I wouldn't be too bad with that. I, I like just snugging up in the dark. I will wake, <laughs> I will wake up when the sun comes up. Yeah, you're regardless, always up early. Regardless always. of the time of year. So this the winter is really hard for me because the sun's not up until I'm already been at work for three hours. <laughs> yeah, true. But in the summer, I like waking up at five thirty when the sun comes up and going out for a run before anyone else is awake and using that time to do stuff that other people would be like, "Oh my god, you're insane." Um, I don't really like having 
I have to have curtains because I've got kids and I do not want them awake at 5.30 in the morning. No, you do not. But I, I will try very hard just not to use mine. I'm quite happy to wait to, to, to wake up when the sun comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, It means if you're asleep while the sun's up, you're wasting your time. You are wasting valuable daylight. Oh, I agree with that 100%. Like, I mean, there's, there's days where I'll sit, like on a Thursday, I like watching the Vikings TV show in, <laughs> in bed. Very specific. I love that show. Every Thursday, I'm in bed, I'm in the morning, I'm Amazon Prime, boom, that is on. I have my cup of coffee in bed and I enjoy that when it's on. But when that's not on, I mean, getting up at seven o'clock each day where possible and just getting my bits done in the morning, getting the flat tidy. So the rest of the day is mine. I can write, I can take the dog out, I can relax, I can play some video games, I can go to the coffee shop. Like, I can do all those things because I've done the little small things I needed to do in the morning because I was, I was awake and I had time. I was up. Yeah, I like, I like the, the win early mentality. Like, get, get some tasks done early in the day. That's when you're most... Uh, you're you're most um, functional in the morning. Mm. I feel like they say you, you're you're a lot more clever. Alert. Clever is the well, clever is the wrong word, but you're yeah. more your brain's more refreshed, Suscept- susceptible to new information. Maybe? That's that's it. It's exactly it. So you're more alert and more awake, and you're more ready to do things. Cognizant. That's a that's a good word. A I good like that word. word. If I put that down in Scrabble, my mum would be well proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure I know how to spell it. I don't. Don't. If you know how to spell cognizant, comment on this. Whatever this is, send us a yeah, message. Yeah, we're we're done. We we no idea. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> Mixed mum's a teacher, so yeah, and she's um, she's super good at Scrabble as well. So one of the other things I I quite liked on this list, uh, someone commented was scented candles. I love a good scent. I I have never been a candles guy. Until I lived on my own. And now I'm like, I could really smash out a candle. They look Get out of the it. bath, have a candle, get dressed, get into bed, read a little bit with the candle going. Woo! Boom. Now I'm talking, even candle in the bath. Not in, in the bath. Uh, around oh, the bath. Around oh the bath. Oh my days. Uh, George from work yeah. told me about this candle that um, you have it on the side of the bath mm. and, you, and you have it on while you're in the bath, right? When you are ready to get out, you blow the candle out and the wax pours out of a spout into your hand. Then you, it's like a moisturizer. Oh, I heard about this and it's a lotion or something. Oh my days. Part of me was like, hold on, it's going to be really hot. It's going to burn you. But I feel like they must have sorted that out before. They've got to. They're pouring they, that out would be in skin. the people's hands. Um, they're about fifty quid though. What's the normal price for a scented candle? What are you knocking about? I mean, if you're looking at a decent Yankee candle, twenty I, quid. When when I was twenty-five pounds maybe. Yeah, when I was first moving out of my parents' house, I, uh, and and contemplating moving to the north from London, um, I was doing a bit of research into candles that would remind me of home. There's a Tom Dixon candle. Uh-huh. Shout out Tom Dixon. If you want to sponsor the podcast, give us a shout. If you want to send us this candle, <laughs> if you want to send us this candle, please. It's called London and it smells like Thames water and red brick. Oh my. What does red brick smell like? Well, think about it. What does, if you sniff a big red brick wall? I, I can't say I've ever done this. <laughs> <laughs> the next red brick wall I see, I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, it smells oh, yeah. Oh, a lot like London. Yeah, well, I can imagine that's what that candle smells like. Right. Um, and I've seen a few people with it who who have been like, oh, I really want to like. Probably what I need to do is just go into a, a John Lewis or a, a department store and just be like, 
have you got one and can I have a quick whiff? Do you know, can I have a quick whiff? <laughs> no, I need to buy this, please. But can I have a quick whiff of your candle? Yeah, that's not a euphemism. They're just going to look at you and call security. They'll be like, this guy's mental. Um, yes, I'm, I'm, I want to get into the scented candle game. If you've got advice on candles that smell like London, please hit me up. Third and final item on the list. And this is about... Had me in stitches. This is about cleaning bombs, isn't it? <laughs> it's so now this, Now this... I have, this has been one of the big things of 2018. Bidets. 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 Yeah. Or bidet. It's French. Or bidet. Yeah. I Um, I don't believe you can call it a bidet. (laughs) So one guy commented three times, bidet, bidet, bidet. And then underneath put, guys, my butt is so clean. Oh my God. (laughs) And then there must have been a list of comments replying to the bidet comment about, how some people were scared to have the water touch their bum, and other people were like, "Yeah, these are great. I've got one. Get a heated one for two hundred dollars." I was no. like, "What? That is mind blowing." Uh, so there's this whole conversation about bidets. There bidet. is there, there is a big resurgence of the bidet. It's coming back, bro. It's coming. Have you ever used one? Uh, yes. <laughs> they are life changing. <laughs> but I've used a like traditional European, separate from the toilet. Yes. Dip. Yeah, what I've, people I've are, seen those. What people are knocking about now is like a little attachment for your toilet. No. Comes out the bottom, shoots water into your bum, and then <laughs> that water lands in the toilet. No. Yeah, boy. It sounds sick. Now, there is, uh, have you heard of Hassan Minhaj? No. He, Hassan Minhaj, I think is how Minhaj. he Yes. He is a American comedian, um, and he has a show called Patriot Act. You need to watch it on Netflix. And he talks about... Or any other streaming service you may Streaming services, uh, any other streaming uh, services anywhere. are available. Um, it's only available on Netflix, so you can't watch it anywhere else. Um, he has a whole bit in this... He does like a topical news show, okay. um, but, but it's really funny. And he does uh, this whole bit about this traditional Asian way of cleaning your bum after you've been for a poo. <laughs> 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 like you would, you would... There's a jug in your bathroom... I can't remember the name for it. I'm going to... Alota. I think it's called Alota. Alota. Yeah. And he, you, you would pour the water onto your hand and then go to, <laughs> go to town and then clean your hands. <laughs> um, the B-Day. I, I, feel like, I feel like it's something that might have to... You own your own place. I do. I'm renting because it just makes sense for me right now. Asking a landlord for a B-Day. <laughs> you knock out a B-Day in here. In here. Um, if you own a B-Day company and you want to you wanna sponsor some clean bums... Uh, and some some <laughs> British minimalists, please hit us up. We'd like to have minimal dirt in our bums. Okay. <laughs> B day for life. B day gang for life. So, uh, what have we learned today? Go buy some Lego. Definitely Lego. Invest big time in your relationships and your anus. And oh my god, <laughs> not even my favorite planet. Um, and if you uh, if you want a clean bum, use a bidet. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing too It's much. time for us to get back to the real world, but you, we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That way more people will hear the message of simplicity, good news, and intentional living. Um, if you want to leave us a one-star review, that's fine. Um, if you we wanna, don't care. We don't care about <laughs> one-star reviews. We care about all of you, but if you don't like the podcast, maybe just don't listen. Oh, just don't. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't. Don't, don't say anything at all. If you want to read more things we've written, please check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us 
uh, on Instagram at at manifest.simplicity. Uh, anything else? I think we're good. I'll see you out there. All right. Boys, go. Uh, 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 shout out to Fatty. Thank you.